the test is, and he goes on to recommend marriage in that chapter, because of sexual immorality. So with singleness comes sexual temptation because the only place where God has sanctioned a sexual relationship is in marriage. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpot. As always, I'm joined by Richard Caldwell, the pastor of Founders Baptist Church. And our special guest today is Stuart Sanders, pastor of Tomball Bible Church here in North Houston. As always, we invite you to leave a comment for us, and then we get to know your thoughts as we address these important issues. Pastor, I'd like to hear you speak on the topic of Christian singleness and especially as it relates to sexuality. There, there is often among singles, especially as they get into their adult years, a desire to be in a union with another person. And, um, but there's this struggle that they, that they go through. They're not married yet. They have certain desires. There might be temptations there for them as it relates to sexuality. How would you talk to a Christian single in your congregation, thinking about maybe what Paul says in 1 Corinthians and yeah. in other texts? One of the things that in recent days I've thought about some is I want to encourage young people to think about getting married younger. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems like adulthood is put off in our culture, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people don't want to grow yeah, up. But then in, a, in addition to that, we, we live in a very materialistic culture. And so the idea is, I don't want to get married until I have everything in order. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that I not only, you know, I've, I finished college and I'm now established in my profession and my finances are all in order hmm. and and uh, and then I'll add someone to my life. Mm-hmm. And, and I would just encourage people to think differently about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord will take care of your needs when it's, when, when you meet someone who loves the Lord and will love you, uh, it's okay uh, to get married and grow up together and share life together. Uh, my wife and I were married very young. Uh, I'm not recommending this to everyone, but mm-hmm. I was 19, she was 18 when we were married. Mm-hmm. And here we are now in our 50s and we, we've we grown up together. And what a sweet thing it is, mm-hmm. you know, to have 34 years of marriage. So that's one thought I have. Now in terms of um, our thoughts about singleness, 1 Corinthians 7, Paul makes clear that there's nothing wrong with singleness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In fact, given the current circumstances as he was writing 1 Corinthians, um, he almost thought it could be preferable at that moment in the church's history. Mm-hmm. Uh, things were difficult, and so uh, having a family makes persecution and things of that nature more difficult for people. So there's nothing wrong with singleness. The test is, and he goes on to recommend marriage in that chapter, mm-hmm. because of sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. So with singleness comes sexual temptation because the only place where God has sanctioned a sexual relationship is in marriage. Mm-hmm. We need to establish that in our thinking because our culture right now doesn't in any way acknowledge that. Sex before marriage is fornication. It's a sin. Uh, once you're married, any sexual relationship outside that marriage union is adultery mm-hmm. and it's a sin. So there's only one place where a sexual relationship is a blessing and a joy, and it's sanctioned by God, and that's the marriage bed. It's, mm-hmm. it's between a man and a woman uh, who are married. Genesis one twenty seven, uh, Genesis chapter two, and elsewhere. Th- this is where God has has blessed the uh, the sexual relationship. So uh, let's think about things like 
um, long engagements. <laughs> mm-hmm. Once you know you're going to get married, uh, I encourage brief engagements mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's a sense in which, and, and we know this to be wrong, if we're Christians and we know the Word of God, we know this to be wrong intellectually, but the temptation is there to say, I'm already going to marry this person. Mm-hmm. We love each other. We know we're going to be married. We're committed to each other. And that sort of opens the door mm-hmm. um, to, to wrong expressions of affection between these two people. So I would say, um, think about getting married younger. Think about when you know you're going to be married, don't have a long engagement. And understand that any sexual relationship prior to marriage is going to be sin on the side of God. And it's serious. Um, It's amazing how much Old Testament material is devoted to father's instruction to sons Mm -hmm. avoiding sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. So the book of Proverbs is full of it. Entire chapters in Proverbs devoted to that. This is also a gospel issue. I would like to say that. Um, And we don't sometimes think about it, but it is. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 says, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever I see those words, do not be deceived. It's Mm -hmm. it's a red light. This is something people are deceived about. mm -hmm. Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So if that's someone's habitual lifestyle, if that's the pattern of their life, they're giving evidence that they're not in God's kingdom and they will mm-hmm. not inherit the kingdom. They don't mm-hmm. belong to God's family. I thank God though there's forgiveness even where there's been failure. Yeah. Next verse says, and such mm-hmm. were yes, some of you. Right. But you were washed, you were sanctified, yeah. you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. So this is a gospel issue. Um, it's also a matter of our sanctification. Yeah. Have you ever counseled somebody to remain single for a time period? I don't know if I've counseled somebody to, to remain single, but counseling them to look at, as Richard said earlier, that singleness is a gift. We Often it's just treated like a disease. Right. It's either a disease or it's a point of pride. I'm not getting getting latched down in any way. Instead of just a reality of it, I mean, we, we as who, those who believe in the sovereignty of God somehow jettison that mm-hmm. when it comes to singleness and marriage, mm-hmm. that I need to do something to make this happen. Or, or if I, it's not, something's wrong with me, or instead of it being, well, what if God is just sovereign over this? Mm-hmm. What if he's choosing this? And I think we as the church, um, especially as, as Bible-believing, family-oriented, viewing family in the right position that it is, I think we can swing too far the pendulum away from the singles to where they now feel as if they have no place. Yeah, they're outliers. They're outliers. Yeah. That there's, there's something is, they're a little bit broken, so they can come and kind of be in a Sunday school class or a small group, uh, but you're, we don't really cater to you. So if you want to be here, it's going to be really on you mm-hmm. to kind of make that happen. But but what Paul's words are just, it's you will have trouble in marriage. Mm-hmm. What he says, he's very mm-hmm. clear about that. But it, you're... you're, you're um, your freedom and a sense of the ability to move and, and go and serve is so much greater as a, and, and not in a better way or a worse way, but just in a different way. Is that a, the gift you mentioned then? What, the what is gift, the gift yeah. itself? So then you look at somebody like John Stott, who's, who, who leverages his singleness by just going all over the globe, by writing copiously and by giving himself to the ministry with hours and hours that a, a married person shouldn't give. 
because they have other obligations that they need to be doing. They need to be there for their wife. They need to be present as a father. They need to be giving time, thinking towards that, cultivating towards that. Mm. Whereas somebody ministering like John Stott or even not in ministry, you can just go on every single mission trip that you want to go on. You can spend hours and hours up all night at, at homeless shelters or sharing the gospel. Or you can lead five, six, seven different Bible studies because you, your, your time that would be used for, for family and rightly so, necessarily so, is now open. Mm. So leverage that for greater maturity, going attending uh, further training and conferences to, to then be more equipped and more equipped instead of viewing yourself as a broken toy mm. and that I'm, I'm just not good enough to do mm. these things. And I think we, especially as pastors, need to be finding ways to uh, elevate the, 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 the one who is single and to put him to work instead of saying, well, go fix that problem that you have, get, get cleaned up from that disease, and then we'll put you to work. Let's put them to work now. Mm. I, I, let's leverage them for the kingdom now. Mm. That would be the, mm. the gift that Paul would say that he himself had, because mm. he's able to just go round and round the Mediterranean world mm -hmm. without having to mm. you know, consider what's best for my family. And as we put them into ministry, though, we do need to do that in a way that's wise. Absolutely. Uh, for them and for others. Absolutely. Just like being married put certain limitations on, on right. what you do in ministry Absolutely. to be wise and to be to yeah. be uh, safe sure. with respect to the temptation of, of sexual sins. That's always there. Last thought I, I would share is um, on, I just want to underscore the fact that sexual faithfulness is a part of our sanctification. Mm -hmm. uh, the Lord wants us to take this seriously. First Thessalonians 4.1 says, Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, mm. that you abstain from sexual immorality, mm. that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, again, a gospel issue, yeah. that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter because the Lord is an avenger in all these things as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. What a serious mm -hmm. word mm -hmm. in a day and age in which we're living, mm -hmm. where these things are not even really yeah. thought of very much. So sexual yeah. faithfulness, holiness, yeah. is what God expects of us. And there's a warping of what we, we uh, market marriage as, is for the controlling your bodies. Right. That that's not in the context of, of singleness, that's in the context of Christianity. Yes. That that's, you, you, that's like, well, if I could just get married, then I don't have to worry about controlling my body anymore. But that's a, a blanket statement given to all believers as a, as a self-control doesn't go away. That's why marriage is not a cure for sexual immorality. Absolutely. Right? There, there are men who, who struggle with sexual Temptation. They think, well, if I get married, it's going to go away. Well, 1 Corinthians 7 does acknowledge mm -hmm. that sexual um, desires can be satisfied through marriage. Yeah. He specifically says, but, for, but because of sexual immorality, yeah. let each man have a, a wife, etc. So it does address that. But in itself, if, you, if you're sinning in your mind and sinning in your affections, mm -hmm. marriage will not automatically solve that. It's a yeah. part of your sanctification that belongs to the Christian life as a whole. Thanks again for joining us for the Straight Truth Podcast. 
Now you can find all of our social media channels at our website, straighttruth.net. And so don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. You can also find us in the podcast feed of your choice if you would like the audio-only version of this podcast. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries. For more info, go to walkingingrace.org. Thank you.